Hello, newsies. Welcome to another episode of Get the Flick Out of Here. Can we just uh, do the whole show like this? Let's just do the whole thing like this. This is this is what I love about it is that the this is a this is a great one because uh, Melissa has has out has outdone herself because she has perfectly found a photo of me in no way smiling and then put the clown makeup on it to look like I might be smiling. That was my face watching this film, Killer, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Where's our, where's our, where's our thing? Where's the, where, where's the, there it is. And here we go. I don't are. know. Yeah, no, that's what you're in charge of. Um, I, I, Melissa is just the goat with these thumbnails, man. So, I so like good. it. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex. Mm-hmm. The thing is, mm-hmm. this is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Okay, yes, it is. Yep. And we talked a little bit before this, and it feels mm-hmm. like maybe you felt like you were the clown for yes. agreeing to watch this movie. Yes. I kind of liked it but because it's a horror movie that even i could watch i think it's probably part of it i Um, i feel like there's there's a there's there's an amount of capital that i have that i can extend that i can use up to get you to watch at least slightly (laughs) scary movies and the fact that i wasted any of it on this piece (laughs) of crap really makes me upset i so i will say I didn't hate it as much as you do, but I <laughs> watching it, I was like, I, I have a little bit more forgiveness for movies where like, I don't think they set out to make a great horror movie. No, no. Like no. It, I can get behind campy when it's on purpose campy. Like, and, and that's how this felt to I, me. I can get on purpose. I can be behind on purpose campy when it's campy when it's on purpose campy. I can't get behind bad. Just for bad, just not not like intentionally bad, just bad. Like none of the dialogue is good. All the acting is bad. Like even the scares aren't scary. The makeup is great. The I'll visuals give, give from that. the '80s are really good in this. The the, the, the makeup is great. the The costume design is is awesome. It is, um, it is so bad. It is boring for most of it. It like, is, yeah. I guess and, I'm and a giant the thing, and what 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 do we always talk? This, this, what is what is the cardinal thing? If what? I can <laughs> if I can find within you a great movie that you didn't yeah. do, nope. Sorry, I'm done with you. I will say watching this too. So there were a couple of things that I appreciated about it. One, I was able to watch it with my eyes open basically the whole time. Two, Which is good. That 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 is progress for you. I'm a big girl. Uh, two, I I feel like probably it didn't bug me because it was like I was already laughing at how bad it was. So the fact mm. that it was bad didn't get to me the same yeah. way. But it was not extremely repetitive, which I think happens in a lot of the movies that mm-hmm. we watch. That is true. Which I appreciated. And I will say, like, if there's anything that is ripe for a remake of an attempt at whatever movie you're going to say, <laughs> or... Uh, a comedic thing that goes even further mocking this. Right. Yeah, like this one is they, a good template because it just hit every 
token stereotype of movies that I can't watch of like there's yeah. teenagers having sex. Like in that's the thing in the blob, right? Like yeah, well, um, oh, all of them. All of them. Yeah, all of them, right. (laughs) But um, I guess I always think the blob is the other one that I was able to sit through like a big girl. So I. (laughs) We should probably do that on here, actually. The 1950s one or the 1980s one? Come on. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't know know your deal. Um, You know so, I deal better than most. Do you think I attempted yeah, I to watch a modernized version of something I could watch? No, I watched <laughs> no, the fifties one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, any fifties horror movie is pretty easy to sit through. Uh, yeah, if you watch it through this lens today. Um, the the movie was made by the Kyoto Brothers. Uh, one of them directed it, two of them wrote it, three of them produced it. I just like the idea of the third one being like, "Hey, can I get a producer credit? I don't really want to do any work." Yeah, and they're like, "Sure, yeah. whatever." The third, <laughs> yeah, but like they're, but you know, they totally make fun of him at Thanksgiving dinners. Oh like, my god! Remember that time was, you contributed to our movie? Mm, yeah, thanks. What you, other you, things did they make? The Kyoto Brothers? Nothing. This is it. <laughs> no, nope. this this wasn't a box office they, smash where people were like, "We need more." They did this. Um, uh, li- listen, de- death. Let's just. Everybody has their own opinion. Yours is wrong, but this, but everyone's <laughs> entitled to their own opinion. I, honestly, uh, this is great. I'm so happy that you like it. You can think that. I cannot fathom how anyone could like this movie. Not, I can't. It like I, I, I'm going to need to write, read essays. <laughs> point by yeah, point. Think- Tell me how anything in this movie is good. Point by point, please. Somebody. Tell well, me. no, 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 no. Let's let's be very clear. I had fun watching this bad movie. You cannot have fun watching bad movies. So that's the difference. I don't think anybody's arguing that this is a good movie. I, I think a, people will argue that it was fun to watch, which is where a, there, I'm at. There's a lot of bad movies that I have fun watching. This did not approach fun once. There was a lot of it that was boring. <laughs> Like the, a bunch of the stuff that the the clowns do isn't even like either clowny or threatening or interesting. Alex, he decapitates someone by just punching him in the head. That right. is, what is more threatening than that? Is he just walking around with those two? Fists I said a lot. A, a lot of the stuff <laughs> they do isn't threat. Uh, there's an extent. There are several scenes where they keep cutting back to the drugstore of clowns <laughs> shopping. At a pharmacy in a small town. That's why I liked it. I could watch it. <laughs> so yes, you're right. And that if yeah. I can watch it, that means yeah. it's inherently not scary yeah. and failed in yeah. several ways. Yeah. I liked it because I can say I sat through a horror movie like right. a big girl. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, the, the Kyoto brothers made it. They They did this. Um, I can't find anywhere. Like, I, I let me go back and see if there's like there was no like um reception. Like the, the critics liked this at the time. I don't know how, but they and did. probably the visuals. I mean, but but no, they were like, oh, this is fun. Oh, it's wow, zany antics of the clowns. I'm like, what do you? 
Um, so I'm trying to find out if this made any money originally, um, because I can't imagine that it would have. Let me see if there's a thing that says box Do, office. It doesn't feel but like it was a budget. Box it made $43 million on a budget of two. Million. Wow, and they didn't do more after this. That actually was there. Was me. there? Was there nothing else for you to do in May of 1988? I was a child, so I don't. I don't. I wasn't going to these things. I was one. What? Yeah. No. It's. <laughs> I. 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 I, I mm. Maybe there's more people like me than you give credit to, Alex. Maybe there's a lot of scaredy cats who want to be able to sit there. It's May, so they're not scared because it's not Halloween time yet. This is like Mm -hmm. the perfect. Perhaps it's for people like me. Um, the 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 movie opens with uh, a song about killer clowns. Um, um, but it starts out with a. P.T. Barnum said it so long ago. There's one born every minute. That you know, that's a, a sucker. Born every minute, I was one of them because I watched this movie. Alex, three when times. this song came three on, three times, three times because I can't stop myself. Even movies <laughs> that I hate on the first time, I have to watch them more than once. I can't stop. Let's also, this is the best. I got a DM late last night from Alex that says this gets worse with every subsequent watch and I was like why are you watching this more times like this this was not so intricate you needed to go back and dissect things but I will I, say this song at the top of the movie made me I actually went to myself I'm gonna be able to sit through this <laughs> that's good that's good well th- see, the first time I watched it I watched the first uh 25 to 35 minutes weeks ago to see if it was something I thought you could handle, and at that after watching, I was like, "Yeah, these these songs sound scary. You'll it'll be good." And Get then I put I put a co-host who will spend a half hour of his time making mm-hmm. sure you're brave enough. Yep, I because I wanted to set out a a, a, <laughs> a slate of films for Schlocktoberfest, which starts early today. Going through October, I wanted to, to to spare you from Spooky Buddies Part Two. I did not want you to have to watch little kid movies for this thing. We are we are watching one comedy horror, and the other things we are watching this thing uh, are going to be uh, horror movies. But they're but they're not they're not they're not good. they're not actually that. So, but but I you can I sit through all 30s, of them. Just to I clarify, know. I know. <laughs> so I watched the first thirty five minutes. Uh, weeks ago, and when I put it on halfway through again, 35 minutes in, I forgot what the first 35 minutes were. Uh, so I watched the rest of the movie, okay. and I was like, okay, now I gotta go back and watch the beginning of it. And when I went back and watched the beginning of it, I just let it play through the rest of the movie while I was like doing things around the house and on my phone and doing things. Uh, so the third time was the, was the t- only time I actually sat and watched the whole movie all the way through while taking notes. That's fair. So that's, that is, I only watched it once, but still after the first 35 minutes, once I realized that it was actually not scary enough for you, that would have been the time where I not watching it for this. I would have been like, I don't need to watch the rest of this movie. <laughs> that would have been it for, yeah. Um, this movie could use a prequel, not a sequel. Right. I need to know why these clowns are so human. 
and why they came here from outer space really well they they they, they have a weird speculation scene later in the film where everyone's <laughs> coming up with ideas for why it's happening listen okay so the movie starts out with john vernon uh from animal house and ernest goes to camp uh and a lot of other things from way back in the 70s and 60s but john vernon's a, a great character actor with his Basso profundo voice and he's just over everything um and he plays a cop in a small town and he hates everybody who lives in his town uh he thinks they're all sons of bitches uh little punk kids uh and so he's driving along with his coffee and there's a kid uh walking out of a grocery store and he's got uh, uh sacks of groceries and there's several six packs of beer in them and you can tell it's beer because the side of the can says beer and that's it that's it's beer brand beer don't you love beer brand beer it's the best it's the um, beeriest beer but he is uh he's a kid um uh gotta be 20 ish uh glasses blonde hair this is christopher titus the uh the stand-up comedian who then had his own tv show on fox in his first ever role um and uh and he's walking along and he's drinking a beer when he shouldn't be and he puts it down and hides it so that the cop can't see as the cop by the ah, punk kids and the guy gets the cops. And I was like, okay, cool. Watching this movie the first time, I was like, this is obviously the hero of our film, this kid. Because why would you introduce this kid now with a close-up and have him have an interaction with the cop like he knows who that cop is if this is not the kid we're going to follow through the entire film. Why would you do that? It wouldn't make sense for you to not do that. That kid has one more line on the rest of the film and is dead by 20 minutes in. Um, we, 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 we cut to the top of the world. Yeah, we do. Which is what they, which is what they call the lover's lane. Which Inspiration is a, point for Happy Days fans, right? Um. Uh, this is a thing that 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 was that was even before uh, my time. There was I don't uh, a local lovers lane where all the the kids go to have exhibitionist sex in their cars has never been a thing that I have that has made sense to me. Um, there, there's got to be secluded areas where you and your paramour can go and park a car without okay. everybody else watching. And do that as opposed to all of you gathering together. Especially because feels... it's not like a drive-in or, no. you know what I mean? It's not like they're all there to do something else and then, oh my gosh, things get spicy. Yeah. Like, it's like we go to this area and yeah. have secluded sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, this is where we meet Mike and Debbie. Uh, they Mike has... Opened an inflatable life raft in the back of his hatchback SUV. Um, and they are just drinking champagne while uh, alter- occasionally making out on the on a life raft in the back of his hatchback with the hatchback open. Everybody's got their hatchbacks open because you got to make sure everyone can see your business, uh, your literal business. Um, also, champagne. Yeah, well, aren't we the fancy young? I know, kids? super. Yeah. Uh, also, yes, it's true. Um, her, uh, it's this is this is Debbie Stone and Mike Tobacco. His <laughs> his last name is never said in the script, but it's in the credits. Mike Tobacco. What a choice! Yeah, that's a very intentional last name for it to not show up in the movie. I wonder if it got yeah, cut no. out at some point. Um, an ice cream truck drives up. These are the Terenzi brothers. Um, they, 
it's mentioned later they rented an ice cream truck. Um, but it's not like it's not a short-term rental. If you piece together all the dialogues, they have been renting an ice cream truck for at least months because the cop is like, this is one of those stupid schemes they, they came up with to try and sell ice cream out of that dumb truck of theirs. Which seems like you that wouldn't be a thing that's that you would say if they had been rented the truck for a week. That seems like something you would say if they had been Six renting the truck for years. So. Yeah, a yeah. lot a long time. Uh yeah. I it's also a very elaborate little scheme. Like you'd have to get a specific license. You'd have to know mm-hmm. how to operate the thing. Like this is a lot, honestly. Yeah, no, but also the overhead of of <laughs> Keeping like the freezers oh, running. Lemonade stand, man. This is a lot. No, you get you got to get <laughs> ice cream and put, keep it frozen. Um, but it seemed like but, they were doing it to attract babes. But yes, but also like you, to, there's got to be cheaper ways to attract babes. Especially, let's be yeah. honest, the way that they decide to present the babes that they are able to attract. Um, the 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 idea that. You would be there's like we have to rent this truck to get girls while spending all kinds of money to have to have popsicles and stuff in the truck. It's just it's just so dumb. By the way, I remember I remember the guy's names. I I found this out by doing some research because I wanted to know why this movie existed. Um, the two guys who play the the Terenzi brothers, Rich and Paul, were an established comedy duo working the clubs of in LA at the time and I was like no one paid money to watch these two guys do comedy they are awful at this they're maybe they're, they're awful at this though but, like maybe their act is better I mean I don't know geez. but um, that's also weird to have a like we're gonna pop the locals with our movie <laughs> right <laughs> Um, they, uh, they, they show up at Lover's Lane and they want a, 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 a tasty treat while you screw. It's the lick stick Buy a lick stick I'm like, this is how you think you're going to sell? Anyway, um, everyone throws things at them and, um, and they don't want to, they don't want to buy popsicles. They should, they should come up with, drive up there with their freezers full of beer. You know, and sell ice cold beer to the kids at the top of, of the World Lovers Lane, as opposed to whatever. So it's they a different get back- world than the '80s. But I was like, this is a pedophile trope. Like, yeah. <laughs> very uncomfortable. Like right. watching it in a modern context, I don't think that existed in the same way then. But I was like, uh, this is like what you do to lure children, mm-hmm. which is and uncomfortable. So Rich and Paul, the Terenzi brothers. Uh, this is where we find out. Um, anyway, this is a. Uh, um, they're like, I thought you you said it would help us get girls, and so then so the the little curtain opens and so the girls step from the back, and these girls are fat. And <laughs> it's, it's it's funny because they're fat. Uh, fat the, these, <laughs> it's fun. It's they like ice cream because they're fat. Also, it's funny because these guys who are um, obviously losers, they can only get fat girls, and they can only get fat girls by promising them ice cream. Ha 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 ha. Oh, and also the fat girls won't even have sex with them. So they're like uptight fat girls. Rejecting oh, the worst. you aren't fat the, girls. Aren't, yeah. aren't they the worst? Uh, 80s comedy. Um, yeah. Uh, so um, there's a, uh, so this is where we find out Mike went to high school with the Terenzi brothers. Um, 
and they were friends. Oh man, a night with those guys is always an adventure. Uh, the the guy who plays Mike is really bad. Uh, everyone in this movie is bad. There's not a good John Vernon is the only actor in the movie. Everyone yeah. else, I don't like. I not good. And the dialogue's terrible. The dialogue is terrible. It is yeah. really terrible. Um, there's a shooting star that they see, a very large shooting star. It's a huge one. Like the more you know star, like, but in close up, it's huge. <laughs> um, and uh, so they're like, and so Debbie's like, come on, we got to go find out where it landed. Uh, and Mike's like, I guess. Well, first um, he's like, it's probably like a thousand miles away. I'm trying to fornicate with you. And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. In our, um, in my raft that's in my car. Yes. Um, it's a great way to romance the ladies. So, um, so anyway, uh, farmer farmer Gene is sitting there on his porch reading reading a book about comets, which is this flannel. That's fortuitous. Um, and then he's got a bloodhound named Pooh Bear, and says, "Oh, that's Halley's comet! It is. Oh, look at it landed right over there. There's going to be thousands of people coming." And they'll have this is this is a this is a quote. I went back and wrote it all down verbatim. There are gonna be thousands of people gonna come, and they'll have hot dogs and helicopters and aeroplanes and tacos. We're gonna be rich. And handshakes. Are they so you're going to charge them two bits ahead to go look at Halley's comet? And because because they have tacos and hot dogs, they'll be able to pay. Are they going to pay you in hot dogs and tacos? It's like a hot dog and a handshake to come see look at Haley's comet. Yeah, I didn't follow. I didn't follow comment. Farmer Jean's. Um, I, 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 I no, idea. but he's he's insane. He's one of these like they they made it very clear that he's like the mm-hmm. archetype of people that's like out mm-hmm. there looking for for aliens. Yep, yep. But um, it is insane to write because it's insane that you thought to write it. Right. Um, so, uh, Pooh Bear and the, and, and Farmer Gene, uh, go up and they see that's not actually a, it's a, it's a, it's a circus. It's a circus tent. It's a big top. And he's like, oh, I love the circus. Come on, Pooh. Maybe we'll get free passes. Uh, this is Royal Dano, who was that, that exact guy in movies in the seventies in, in Westerns. He just, they just said, hey, Royal Dano, we're, we're going to hire you to play the, your same Western guy over again. Um, so they're walking around, over but and we, again, there's no there's no ticket booth. How are we supposed to get in? Um, and then uh, a hole opens in the side as Farmer Gene walks around. Uh, Pooh Bear looks up and gets dropped. A net gets dropped on Pooh Bear. And Pooh Bear, uh, I guess, gets kidnapped in into the uh, into the thing. But then Farmer Gene comes around and is like, Pooh Bear, where is that dog? Hey, did you steal my dog? Um, and he punches the side of the thing and it breaks his hand. And he's like, oh, you give me back my Pooh Bear. I'll tear this thing apart with my bare hands. And um, and he grabs a, 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 like a, a guide wire that's stuck in the ground and it electrocutes him. He's like, oh, this thing's wired. And a big clown shows up. Big ugly clown. Really good makeup. Looks really ugly clown. And then he shoots him with a gun. Like a gun that, uh, it's a laser gun. And um, and Royal Dano does this. And that's it. Um, so there we go. 
So this unlocks what I'm assuming is going to be like your chief complaint with the movie that I just, um, I just didn't care how dumb and counterintuitive it was for some reason. Like, to your point earlier, the clowns aren't, they're not like possessed, but they're also not humans dressed as clowns. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like it, it inherently makes no sense. But mm-hmm. I just liked it anyway. I think mm-hmm. again because I could watch it. Right. Um, so like, Officer this was not Mooney, so gory that I was like, oh no, no not, I have to turn not, away. It was like <laughs> there's very little blood. Like at one point, a guy gets his head knocked off, and there's no blood. No, John Moxley bleeds more on a weekly basis oh, than yeah. this entire movie combined. Um, Mooney uh, has arrested two 1980s hoods. Um, one one of them is an '80s goth hood. The other one is an '80s punk hood, and uh, they are drinking. They've been drinking in public. Uh, this is where we meet Dave. Dave is a younger cop who is, I guess, a co- there. There are two policemen working on a Friday night in this small town, which has a college in it. They at some point they mentioned that the chief of police will be back on Monday. Will the rest of the force be there, or is it just the two of you and the chief who got the weekend off? Like, there's nobody else. There's no other forms of authority in this town. And also, this is town. this is also one of those things. Nobody's been delineated as you're in charge until I get back. Like Dave is vaguely threatening him because he went to the police academy, which is like, okay, Mister Police Academy says John Vernon, Officer Mooney, and I'm like, where did you get training? Because it should be the police academy. <laughs> the, the, the idea that you would call another cop Mr. Police Academy feels weird. Um, <laughs> uh, but Dave is like, you gotta, if you're going to arrest these guys, you got to do it by the book. And he's like, open container, public intoxication, littering, trespassing. These guys are going away for a long time. None of those offenses carry more than a $200 fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That I, that um, I almost liked about it. Because I was like, that is yeah. comically yeah. disproportionate. So uh, John Vernon uh, is going to arrest them and puts puts them in jail, and they're going to write up a thing. Um, so this is where we um, uh, Mike is a casually racist uh, for no reason. Decides to do some. I don't. It, there's zero. No, it's not funny. It has no bearing to the plot. It doesn't endear him to us. It is where he pretends to be an, a, a, a Native American chief and and starts speaking in broken English for no reason. Like, big chief, think that way we go. We travel many moons. And then he keeps saying many, many moons as though that is a sexy thing. And then Debbie's like, okay, you stop with the moons. Come on, big chief running at the mouth. I don't know. There is zero reason for this to exist and have been filmed for any film ever. Nope. It is worthless. Zero percent um, justified in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and they could have just parked the car and started walking. I think it landed over there. That's all you had to do. Or if you wanted to have them do something that was funny, write something funny, because this wasn't funny. Um, and so they find the circus tent, and they're like, well... Well, we didn't find the the the, the spaceship, the, the shooting star, but we did find a circus tent. Um, what is it doing way out here in the woods? That seems a bad place for... Let's go investigate. Um, 
So she doesn't want to come, but uh, but then we're like, well, I'm go- I'm going, so I will leave you here. Mike is a terrible boyfriend. He is an <clears throat> an awful boyfriend, and just yeah. seems like not a great person. I was no, I did not have empathy for him at any point. No, um, it, uh, so um, she's like, would you be more scared if you came with me to investigate the weird tent in the middle of the forest, um, or would you? Um, uh, would you be more scared if I went there by myself and left you here by yourself in the middle of the woods alone with a giant tent? And she's like, I'll come with you. Uh, and they, they, there's a door now. There wasn't one before when Pooh Bear and Farmer Jean were looking through it, but they walk into the door. Um, and there's a bunch of really bad humor from Super Not Funny Man. That's His name is Mike Tobacco. Um, step right up. Step right up, little lady. See all the things that aren't actually here that I'm making up as I say. God, it's just... Where wow. this place get decorated, Clowns Are Us, I think was in there. This place uh, looks like it was decorated by Clowns Are Us. Oh, the comedy. So bad. Uh, it, it actually, you know, an anchor man when he goes, where did you get those clothes? The toilet store? That is like what I thought of immediately when Brick says that. But Brick. It's not all mentally there in Anchorman. Yeah. There's a yeah. big, big difference. No, Mike, Mike is our hey, hero. We're supposed to like Mike. Where'd you get those clothes? The yeah. toilet store? Yep. Um, so uh, they come to the end of a, of a hallway. And there's these weird elevator looking doors. The whole thing is done in like stripes. Big. It's just been painted funny colors. That's it. Um, That's all. Um, and uh yeah we talked about the title song it's it's a it's a it's a song that they it's a it's a song that was played i don't know it was a warm sweater on a cold day to me that let me know (laughs) i was going to be able to sit through this film just fine yep um so they they open they they push the buttons near this elevator door and the door swings open and I guess it 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 pulls them in through some kind, like a vacuum thing that it sucks them into the door. Well, we're going to talk no about reason... human vacuum suckage later. <laughs> well, there was there was no way to go in thing, but so anyway, but they get sucked into the door, and then the door opens on the other side, and it's like this giant open space with a nothing in it. And Mike's like, "Is this a nuclear plant?" Uh, uh, a missile silo, a military base, uh, and there's a big ball of electricity that elect- electricities, and they're like they scream, and then um, Debbie pulls them out and back into the hallway, and she's like, "No, don't you understand? We're inside the shooting star." And then there's uh, what's that? And there's something. There's footsteps coming. He's like, "Well, I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, it's coming this way. Let's duck into another one of these doors." And they do, but it's a big um, warehouse with cotton candy droplets, big cotton candy droplets, about three feet tall, just just everywhere. Like this must be where they dry it before they ship it out, because Mike thinks that this place is a cotton candy candy factory that he stumbled upon in the woods um, after seeing a shooting star. And she's like, no. Obviously, I don't believe in UFOs, but if they do exist, then we're inside one right now. 
And he's like, nah, there's got to be some kind of logical explanation for it. Look at all this cotton candy. It's obviously cotton candy. And he pulls some off there, and underneath is the face of Farmer Gene, who's been gelatinized in the, in the cotton candy. And so they're scared. And then a clown comes in and hangs up a new cocoon, and they try and hide. And then the clown goes over to this uh, popcorn maker, and there's a bunch of like little plastic levers in front of it, and he moves some of the levers gently, a lot of them over and over again, and the, le- the levers do nothing. Well, levers I think don't, it makes it heat-seeking popcorn, which we're going to see later. I mean, are you are you of the opinion that if he had not pushed the levers, the popcorn would not have been heat-seeking? Yes, of course. Okay, well, I I I did I. I choose to believe that the director told him to move the levers and like, and the guy said, what do the levers do? He says, I don't know, but just move them and make it, it'll make it look good. It doesn't make it look good. It makes it look cheap, cheap and dumb and stupid. And it is a bad movie. Um, so did you, did you think, cause you said there's one thing that I didn't see coming, which yeah. means you're not going to see it coming. Did you think right. I was going to be scared at the cotton candy human being reveal? Or is that later? No, there was a little later thing. Uh, this I was like those. Well, as soon as I walked in, I was like, "There are people inside the cart- cotton candies." That's as soon as I walked. As soon as I walked in, I knew that's what it was. Okay, but I don't know. I both did, did not see that coming and was not scared. <laughs> okay, good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, so they are hiding, and then they Mike looks at another one. Mike's another an thing. idiot. Like our yeah, hero he is. is dumb, and Debbie at least has a brain. He looks over and sees one and says, Joe Lombardo, as though we are supposed to know who Joe Lombardo is. Um, We don't know who Joe Lombardo is. The film never tells us who it is, but I found out who it is. Um, It is a, it's a, it's a anyway. So, um, Wait, who uh, is it? And, I name? won't tell you. I'll, 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 I will tell you when we get to Joe Lombardo. Um, pop, there's a popcorn. Uh, so anyway, the, the clown looks around pulls up this giant like bazooka thing um and runs out after them into the hallway and shoots popcorn in a big cloud that follows them it's like a heat-seeking popcorn cloud that follows them as they run levers because he yeah i I... and then so they run so much sense they dive out the front door of this thing and the popcorn flies beyond them and la- and it gets attached to all of their, to their back. Um, and like, it's it, like popcorn, you know, it, it attaches to the clothes. And so they run to the, to the car and then there's a, a, a oh, another, another, um, another uh, clown comes out and this is actually something I, I was like, okay, this is clever. I, I hope they utilize this multiple times throughout the film. Um, uh, they one he made a, he made a, a balloon animal, correct, into a into a dog, and that dog was um like like you know like hey release the dogs the dog's gonna help you track them. It was a balloon animal dog and it was like sniffing the ground and it, at one point when it got their scent it lifted its head up to the sky and howled and he's just like he's like you know little, I was like cool I hope later they like make a balloon animal bear or a balloon animal elephant. Or balloon animal horses that they can ride, chasing our people as they run away. They, they, they. At one point later, there's another clown that uses a, a balloon animal dog, but it's not. It's not at all important to that scene. So they basically only ever do it once, and it's bad. You know what they should have actually done that would have been really cool and actually kind of uh, poignant. The only we only ever see them ever ever once 
in this entire town with thousands of people in it, only ever once do they kidnap an animal. It is Pooh Bear yeah. the Bloodhound. If when they needed to track down the kids who were running away, if out comes Pooh Bear, but now Pooh Bear's got clown makeup on, and they've like made it into like their own. Cl- they've like turned. They've zombie zombie clownified Pooh Bear into their own attack dog. That that would have been actually. Oh, okay, cool. I get it now. I get what they're. I get what you're doing. Um. Uh. Yeah. No, they didn't do that or anything. Anything like it. Um. So like, what was good was it felt like, it felt like they were setting up for a rest of the movie that they didn't tell. So I will give you credit on that. That this is a bad movie mm-hmm. at its core. Yeah. But like making all of the elements of a circus horror e because they already feel so weird is mm-hmm. that's a great idea right like the popcorn yeah. and like it's yeah. like poorly executed and becomes irrelevant way too fast mm-hmm. but like that's why i think this would be good yeah. for a remake is like there's a lot of fun to be had with that idea of weaponizing and horrorizing the um the elements of a circus because they're already kind right. of like creepy um, so they, they back over, run over these clowns as they're trying to pull away in his, uh, his SUV. One of them jumps on the hood and rolls off and, uh, they drive away. And then each of them does an undertaker sit up yes. as clowns, um, undertaker and Kane. That was a creepy um, little shot. Yeah, it was a creepy little, there's occasionally the Kyoto brothers like luck into a, a good little shot here. Um, they're driving away and, uh, and they, and Debbie says to Mike, we gotta go to the police. I know somewhere at the police station. He'll believe us. Um, Will he? And um, and and then we see the clowns walking on the road back to town, and the and the and the the sign says five miles Crescent Cove, five miles, five miles. These the when you then you we are watching the clowns walk on the road. And the and the, and the we see them walking for a good thirty seconds, just walking, and they are walking would be charitable. Um, Sauntering, they are lumbering, slumbering. moving so slow. Five five miles, they say, walking there. Also, later in the film, we see they can travel by other means, but in this prediction, they just walk. Um, and, uh, and then, um, I think to myself, watching them walk, knowing they have the distance they have to, 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 to travel, you could have the entire national guard here by the time they get to town. If only somebody would believe you. So it's a good thing that the movie takes place over several days because that is how long it will take for these clowns to walk at their current pace, five miles. Oh wait, it, they're they're there immediately. Um, so they 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 drive in. Mike accidentally rear-ends a parked cop car, but the but Officer Dave has no problem with that. Why? Because Officer Dave used to date Debbie. They used to date. Um, big reveal. Big reveal. Um, uh, and so. Um, Dave's like, listen, I, I don't know. And listen, even if I did believe you, I, I, even if I want to help you, but first I got to find out, I got to, I got to know more about this. So they go inside. 
Cut to several dozen hours later when the the clowns arrive via walking into town. Um, uh, one of them pretends to be a statue, like an animatronic statue outside a drugstore. That's the one who just spends most of the night shopping in the drugstore. There's a lot of drugstore scenes for no reason. Um, so they're trying to talk to Dave about what they've seen. There's a lot of, a lot of, too much. You gotta believe me. I'm going to tell you in great detail all of the things I've seen. But because we, the audience, have already seen it, all you gotta do is like, listen, you gotta believe me. It's a crazy story, but you gotta hear me out. Cut to another scene that goes on. Cut back to the the people who have been told that story going, I don't know. There's no reason I have to watch Mike breathlessly tell the story of the clowns in space to four different people in this movie. It doesn't, I don't know why I'm watching that. It's a bad movie. Um, so this this time, I'll allow it, because it's the first time they've told anybody, but he doesn't have to tell anybody else. But they could also do it, like, from a narrative they could perspective, have, they too. Did. Yeah, like yeah. it's... Um, uh, so Mooney comes in, and immediately, he, Mooney thinks everyone is full of shit. Everyone. He, he's the one who recognizes, hey, I know you, you little fart. You're the guy who runs around with the Terenzi brothers. This is probably one of their schemes with their damn uh, ice cream truck. And um, and he's like, all right, Dave, you want to be made a fool of? Go right ahead. But I'm not going to let the police department be uh, uh, be, t- be taken advantage of in this way. Um, so, so Dave is going to go out there with him. As they leave, he says, all right, Dave, make a dummy out of yourself. But no one, I repeat, no one is going to make a dummy out of me. Wink, wink. Um, I will say yeah. this movie is bad in an interesting way. Because I feel like a lot of times our complaints are how unjustified things are. Mm-hmm. But this is just bad executionally. But they do justify a lot of things. Like yes. nobody believes them um, right. thinking it's a, a scheme just like the ice cream truck. Like there's there's a lot of things in it that make sense from that perspective of like... Mm-hmm. It's the actual execution of the stuff with the clowns that doesn't work, but they actually make an an effort to uh, make sense of the world that they're creating a little bit with things like that. Yeah, this is where they start showing us the clowns in town. Clowns are just like us. (laughs) Clowns are doing... Listen, so random, random guy alone in the city square gazebo walks up and sees a puppet show and is like, I shall take in the puppet show. Um, and stands there and watches these puppets, and the, the puppets bow to him, and he's like, I don't know about this. Puppets. And then they stage a sexual assault. The puppets stage a sexual assault, and this guy's like, yeah, this is oh, relevant to my interest. I love this. this why, why, don't, why don't puppet, puppets sexual assault each other more in huh. films? I love this. Um, and then uh, the, uh, the, the lady sexual uh the one who was sexually assaulted the, the victim puppet. we can call it yeah. the, vic- the puppet victim she she uh she she uh brings out a laser gun and shoots the uh the uh the sa er um puppet who then disappears and the guy's like well i guess he got what he deserved uh ah, justice and, and uh then she turns the the laser on him uh and then the the a clown comes out of the puppet thing and then shoots him and he turns into cotton candy yeah, um uh, cut back to the drugstore clown knocking over a lot of merchandise. We can see that there were two girls who came up and they were like, I need some mascara. 
in an earlier scene. Uh, and the mas- mascara girls are are in cocoons the now. Girls. The mascara girls. Well, I don't know I what their it. names are. No, it's um, perfect. The mascara girls. Uh, mas- They're attacking. The mascara. The... <laughs> mascara listen, girls. <laughs> listen, that's that's good too. That's that would be if there were a luchador team. That would be exactly. mascara girls. Yeah. But um, but basically, every girl in NXT who who goes bad becomes a mascara mascara it's, girl. That's basically that, a black yeah. black lips or girl. Um, anyway, so. So the, the drugstore owner is like, um, uh, 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 some old man. Anyway, we're taking Dave. They say, I'm taking you home, says says Dave. I'm taking you home. We're taking you back home. Then she's like, but you're not my boyfriend anymore, Dave. And yes, Mike's like, Dave. Uh, I cannot believe I got myself into this. Um, and so, and he's and he's like, yes, I'm. I may no longer be your boyfriend, but that does not mean I do not still have feelings for you, Debbie. I am either going to take you home for safekeeping, or I'm going to take you back to the uh, to the to the to the station where we can where I can lock you up and make sure nothing bad happens to you. Um, and so uh, then we cut to uh, I can either kidnap you or I can imprison you. you. Yeah. Yes, but one of those two things. Um, there's a, a hot girl in lingerie, of um, with a glass of wine, who opens her door not knowing who's there, and there's a clown with a pizza. And and she goes, oh, pizza. And then there's a lot more clowns there. And then she gets turned into. Uh, it was this supposed to be the like the beginning of like killer killer clowns in outer space in a porno? Like I don't know what this is. Um, killer clowns a, in a porno. Then there's a, a candy gram where where a, a clown comes shows up with a box of candy for an old lady. She's like, oh Jim, did you do this? And so then she gets turned into into a, a cocoon. Um, so uh, they get to, to to Debbie's house. She's like, "I'm gonna get outside with Mike and talk to him for a bit." And both guys are overprotective a holes. Boy, she sure can pick them. She's got um, a type. Yep, <laughs> <It's not> great. <laughs> uh, so the, so so Mike is like, "You should stay here." I don't, would be. I would hate if anything happened to you. So she's like, "I'll stay here." Surely, in my apartment is the safest place to be. Nothing bad will happen here. Um, so um, I don't under, I don't understand what the what the what the uh, clowns are shopping for. There's clowns in there's two clowns in the drugstore now. They are shopping for th- they're looking through all the aisles. I don't know what they're looking for. One of them finds shaving cream and all he does is like squirt it at the other one. And and then he finds like enough, like hey, there's two clowns in the store. Like that's a, happens so much in these movies of like hey, that's abnormal. Well, this is not well, my typical customer. There are here. O- there are only two. Uh, there are, there are, well, the the shopkeeper to to be fair is the, pissing his leg. Like he is he is sure, very, very but scared. like if I'm another shopper in the store, there are no other shoppers. All the other shoppers have been cocooned. Oh, that's right. Oh. I'm, See, they did justify some things. This is only well, a half bad movie. No. They didn't justify anything. What are the clowns looking for on the shelves? If they were looking for a specific like ingredient they need to make their their cotton candy or something that they were running low on, fine. But like one finds some shaving cream, uses it to immediately squirt it at another one who falls over. Ha ha comedy. The, then he finds some makeup powder, sniffs it, and sneezes. Oh, Everyone's rolling in the aisles. This is such a bad movie. Um, 
so uh clowns are just like us they're at a cvs come on you've been in a cvs aimlessly shopping before everybody listen they're very very lucky that they went they landed in 1988 where you could walk into a drugstore and things would be available to you on the shelves if they landed in 2023 they'd have to go find a clerk you can never find one when you need one can i get a key to open up this thing i need shaving Shaving cream cream, and apparently i'm not allowed to buy that yeah without getting something unlocked um so so mike takes dave to where they found the big top but it's gone a crater is in its place so mike is arrested because apparently he is the one who put the crater there i don't know what you what you were unfazed by the story yeah like unfazed by a crater like not the least bit suspicious that a giant crater is there and also it's illegal to make craters a tiny cloud runs afoul of a biker gang. Um, uh, the one biker smashes his tiny bike, and then that like, oh, I'm sorry, I seem to have broken your bike. Ha-ha. Best scene in the movie. Ha-ha-ha. Best scene in the movie. Best scene in the then movie. The tiny bike, tiny clown jumps up. He's like, where did he go? And he's looking up there. And then because editing is not a thing. The they the clown like jumps back in from the side. <laughs> you could easily have the clown like fall in or like make it look like it, but the clown just like takes a step into frame as though he flew up here and the guy's looking for him. And the next scene is he goes boink. It's really bad. It's a bad movie. Um, and then uh he's got boxing gloves on now. It's like well, okay, what are you gonna do? Knock my block off. And uh, he punch, he does. He knocks his block off, and his, no, no, his no, head no, goes no, flying. No, no, no. You're not his doing head, nearly enough justice to this. His head goes flying into a trash can, and all the bikers run away. The timing of him saying, "What are you going to do? Knock my block off?" Half a second, maybe, between him saying that and his mm-hmm. block it. Unbelievable scene. Best scene in the movie. Blackpool Combat Clown is my favorite. This is phenomenal. Because I mean, he's like just a clown that's a dude that's there picking a, a biker gang fight, and he decapitates him via punch in his head. Right, right. And his well, head lands in the trash can. Uh-huh. Clean off. He did yep. exactly what. What are you gonna do? Knock my block out? Yep. Boom. Done. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. To be fair, though, the bar to clear in order to be the best scene in the movie is a very low bar indeed. I'm not saying I disagree with you. That is correct. I'm just saying it's a bad, it's a bad, bad movie. And like. That is correct. It, 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 there's, there's no, I don't, is it just because they're bikers? Like, I don't, I don't have any connection to these characters or. No, I haven't. There's no attempt at creating empathy for anybody. Like if like. Like Mike isn't uh, likable. Like. Right. Like if, if earlier in the film. We had seen these bikers picking on Mike, and you made Mike a like a a, a good guy that we like. Um, yeah, who, I'm like, like, get away from him, Debbie. Go back to your ex who gives a shit. Like, I- like if <laughs> if Mike is this guy who like is like batting way over his like way I'm out of his, his league, coverage by and he's with this girl, and we think, oh, like you know, whatever, and and whatever. If you had done the smallest amount of work to make me care about literally any human being in this film, any human being in this film, maybe I honestly, the clitter clown should have taken over the planet. 
1988. They should have done it and eradicated everyone, turned them into like weird, like fruit juice pods. Like, yeah, why not? That would have been better. Um, Knock your block off, boom. Okay, so then um, we see we go we go to to Big Top Burger, where there's two moms who are like um, say this isn't this isn't fun. It's a lot better when you win. Win what? No, no kid is in like little league uniforms. Win what? What are you? What have you won, Cheryl? What have you won? I have no idea who you are. What context this is in? But one mom says to the other mom, "You're not going anywhere until you eat your Big Top Burger, young lady." And she does not want to eat her Big Top Burger. Um, but then she sees through the window a very creepy clown outside, and it becomes herself the creepiest thing in the entire movie. Which she goes, yeah, yeah, really creepy kid. Um, um, so there's a uh, the 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 clown is there with a mallet. Trying to, um, trying to, um, he's gonna, I guess he's gonna bonk the kid on the head with a mallet. Like, why, why would you not? This is the other thing. Are you clowns or are you aliens with a thing that you need to get done? Because if you're a clown, yes, bonking somebody on the head with a mallet would be funny. But I thought what you are here for is to, is to cocoon all of these people to take them back to your planet because what you do is this is what you live on. Your main source of sustenance is the blood that is congealed inside the bodies of cotton candy people. Like, what are you going to bonker on the head for? This is Realistically, again, this... there's no need for... I mean, it's not realistic. They're killer clowns from outer space, sure. right? But, like, there's no need for them to be from outer space, really. Right, yeah. Um, there's barely a need for them to be clowns. Like, it, they could be humans dressed as clowns and not very much would change in this movie. That is true. Um, so they go to uh, they go to Lover's Lane, the top of the world. All the cars have been destroyed. Uh, Dave goes and finds a finds a, a, a jeep that's full of cotton candy gossamer, and um, and then finds some glasses belonging to the kid from the very beginning of the movie, who should have been the 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 the, the lead of the entire film. Also, maybe he wasn't an irredeemable a hole. Correct. You know what I mean? Because everybody else in the movie is. So yes. um, so Mike gets unarrested and shown these these glasses, like, yeah, that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's Bob, it's Bob Reed. Bob McReed. We finally know the, the name of the kid with the glasses is Bob McReed. He was up here also. I watched him make out with his girl for a long time. It got me all hot and bothered, which is why I had to make up with my girl. That's the whole thing. We're all basically exhibitionists. I didn't believe you when there was a giant crater in the ground to the point where I had to arrest you. Right. But now I will set you free and also believe you because of this cotton candy. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Mooney gets calls about clowns for everybody. I think oh, there's the whole town on it. <laughs> My God. Well, screw them all. Then he gets a, a, a call from the, the drugstore owner. It's like, hey, uh, Kurt, Kurt Mooney, oh, I, I got some problems here. As uh, the clowns are continuing scared. to shop. Um, and then it was like, they get a call. It's like, what, your wife is floating away in a balloon? Well, frig yous all, he says. Frig yous all. Um, so now we finally meet Joe Lombardo, Kate. 
Wait, did you we know, talk so... about the wife floating away in a balloon part? No, 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 no. We have, like, but the wife doesn't float. He mentions it on the on. No, no, Debbie's not in the balloon yet. Okay, yeah. it's the second best scene of the movie to mm. knock your block off. Like, um, Joe Lombardo made, time. We finally meet Joe Lombardo. Joe Lombardo is the guy in the car that gets run off the road by the by the um by the by the clown. Um. Uh, it that was that was originally a cold opening to the film. You would see him and his girl at Lover's Lane, and you would see Mike say hi to Joe Lombardo, and then Joe Lombardo gets dumped by his girl at Lover's Lane, and so he is pissed and he's driving away, and then um he uh gets run off the road by the clown, and the clown runs him off the road and then laughs. <laughs> cut to the opening credits and they decided to like not make that the opening of the film but they did use the clown running the guy off the road but you have to have this the opening of the film because that way you would know who the hell joe lombardo is (laughs) mike mike keeps saying joe lombardo joe lombardo is dead think of joe lombardo think of joe and his beautiful car that is probably out there right now no they don't they don't actually do anything who cares the only reason we know this is because he's like uh, the, the guy is talking to himself frantically while driving away from the clown. Come on, Joe! Joe! It's okay, Joe! That's Joe Lombardo. Um, so, um, Debbie gets in the shower. Uh, there is popcorn in the hamper, and there's popcorn on the floor, and the popcorn on the floor starts moving. Keep seeking popcorn because of popcorn. the levers that you refuse mm-hmm. to admit or what um, made it heat. The the, uh, the the kid uh, was saved by her overprotective mom from going outside to talk to the clown. Thank so the clown has another another idea. He seeds a dumpster with popcorn, and then uh, employee of Big Top Burger comes out to put trash in the dumpster and gets yanked into the thing and eaten by the what what we're not really sure. It is. I um, will say all of the. The scares are different. Like, that I do appreciate. This was not repetitive. So even though it didn't make sense, at least they were doing something different on each one of these, like, grabs. Yeah. Dave and Mike Bond kind of about, like, I'm like, yeah, I guess you're right. We're, we're, I'll, I'll call the state police and they'll they'll do something. I don't know. And Mike's like, finally, somebody believes me. It's like, it's like listen, I'm really sorry about the whole Debbie thing. I had no idea. No, no, it's fine. It's not you. It's me. She obviously prefers laughs over stability. Okay, you're an a-hole, but also so is Mike. I don't, all I want is for Debbie to get away from both of you. I know. Because, like, Mike is they not funny. Suck. The idea that you would trade, like, listen, you're, you're stable. You're a small-town cop who's only going to learn bad things from Mooney. You're not going to end up being a good dude to her. Um, also, um, Mike... If he's if she's giving up stability for laughs, she can at least pick a guy who's actually funny because he's not. It's this is and bad. he's also dumb. Like he's right. very dumb. And so we're driving by and we see uh, the, uh, uh, the, a clown doing bus stop shadow puppets for the for the rubes at the bus stop. This was a cool scene though. Like the um, from a visual standpoint, this was a, right. a cool scene. He, yeah. he uses he, he he makes shadow puppets. Uh, the people are idiots. Uh, and they're like, a uh, random clown doing shadow puppets on a wall. Let's all turn and watch. Um, then he, uh, they, they, the, they pull up and they see him. And, um, and 
they're like, hey, there's one of the clowns. Get out, get out and shoot him, says Mike. He's like, no, no, no. Let's watch and find out what happens. And what happens is the final shadow puppet is a dinosaur that eats all of the people and then like retreats, the shadow retreats into his hands and he drops all of the all the people into a bag full of popcorn. And um uh and and then they're like then Mike reaches over, grabs the wheel, stomps on the gas, and tries to run him over by jumping the curb and lightly crashing into the side of the wall. But the guy has flown straight up. So we see that the, the clown who ran Joe Lombardo off the road was just like driving around in an air motorcycle, like a motorcycle that didn't actually exist. So you could travel by those means, but you walked to town. Also, you can fly straight up and also then jump in from the side. There's lots of things you could do. Why are you walking everywhere very slowly? It seems very inefficient with those giant shoes. They're watching out for their cardio. Um, Heart health is important, as is my um, so uh so mooney thinks it's all a work he's like (laughs) everyone is trying to tell me that adam cole's actually injured but i know better he's everyone i think cm punk wasn't actually fired i understand the galaxy brain take is he's actually the one behind the devil mask. I know everything that's going on here. I'm Kurt Mooney and no one's going to work me, brother. Um, and uh, so... Um, and uh, much like those people, he is wrong. He, he gets called, he gets the, the, the Dave's like, okay, Mooney, there's a bunch of clowns. I've seen them. They're killing people. We got to dig. All right, you too, Dave? You trying to run me off the force? Well, no one's going to get my badge, so... Fuck you, over. He <laughs> smiths the radio. Um, uh, then um, Mike sees the Terenzi brothers. He's like, let me out here. I'm going to go get them. They're going to use their loudspeaker on the top of their car to tell everybody that there's clowns. So stay inside and lock your doors, I guess. And Mike's like, okay, I'll go and, and see if I can talk to Mooney in person. Um, so the, the Terenzi brothers have no interest in any of this. No. Until... Um, Mike says, um, we got to go and get Debbie. And, she, and they're like, does she have roommates? And Mike's like, yeah, two of them. They're beautiful with big boobs. And like, oh, boobs. We like boobs. We're idiots. And so they get in the, they're like, listen, it's not an idiot to like big boobs. My wife is, anyway. Um, but listen, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is that the, that these guys are treated as such to the entire film. Um, it's that they and, only like boobs. Right. And that 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 the no 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 boobs yes and it just feels yeah um so um he says frig use all he says to everybody who's calling him he says I can make it through Korea I can make it through this earlier he you can see he's reading a an ep, a, 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 a a um a copy of Guns and Ammo he's reading a magazine okay new movie starts right here doesn't but it could have the clown comes in. Right. And, uh, and he's like, Oh, I see. Oh, clown. Very good. Very good. Good for you, kid. You don't want to mess with me. And then he's like, squirts him in the face with, with the water. Um, and he's like, okay, I'm going to arrest you. But then the, the cop, the cuffs like pull off his rubber gloves. And then the guy runs into the jail and then he's like, okay, um, you get in there. And, um, he's, and, um, then the he disables the cop by like uh, 
blowing one of those noisemaker things and reaches out and grabs him by the throat and pulls him, smashes his face into the bars. And then the two the two uh, kids say the only funny line in the entire movie. What are you in for? Uh, to the clown, which I thought was funny. It was the only thing that was funny. That was cute. But instead of all this, this is the moment where Mooney becomes the reluctant hero of the entire film. And he's the one who sacrifices himself to save the world because this is what he's been waiting for since Korea. So he sees, he, he locks up the clown and sees the clown do his, his um, cotton candy deal to the punk kids. And he's like, okay, it's real. It's on. The Russians are here. The aliens are here. I've been preparing this for my whole life. He's got a secret wall behind one of the, the interrogation rooms that's full of an arsenal. And he loads himself up and he becomes the guy who's actually in charge here because he's the only friggin' adult in this entire friggin' town. And he becomes this, this hard-bitten dude who's always wanted to be a general in the army. And he can go after all these clowns. And he's the only one who has all the ideas because, let's be honest, none of the kids do. And at the end, finally, at the end, because somebody needs to sacrifice themselves to end the film. For real, not pretend, movie. Um, then, then Officer Mooney's the one who does it. And you can do a really fun thing with this guy, this Korean war vet, who's actually taken out all the clowns because he's the only one who knows what the hell's going on. I love that. It kind of reminds me of in Men in Black. Like mm. a, a similar character when he like yep. flies into the mouth yep. of the beast to sacrifice himself. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, it's fun. There's like, but, this is what's frustrating. There are pieces of this that it's like, there was a, a good movie in here somewhere, or at least a yeah. movie that made sense. <laughs> uh, Dave uh, comes back, uh, walks into jail, finds the punks in the cocoons, comes back into the bullpen, and then there's a clown there who's got Mooney as a ventriloquist doll. Um, this is the only thing that's slightly actually atmospherically scary is the idea that they can use human corpses as ventriloquist puppets. Um, and he's like, uh, he does some really bad ventriloquist doll humor, but then he says, it's okay, Dave. All I want to do is kill you. And then the puppet, the, the clown like removes his, his hand from inside and was using the spine to control him or whatever, and then just lets Mooney fall down dead onto the floor. Um, and I was like, "Oh, is that it? Are we never going to see? We're never going to see that again." That was a cool atmospheric horror touch that we're never going to. We're just going to leave that and not ever come back to it. Okay, good. Um, so um, then uh, he shoots at the clown. Who is walking toward him? He must have body armor because you can't you can't shoot a clown who's wearing body armor in the thing. So he shoots him where, Kate? In the nose. In the nose, in the big bulbous red nose that explodes when being shot, and then he just he just disappears. Yep. Boom. Evaporates. Yep. Um uh, so that's like how not you, that hard to kill a clown. Not, not that hard to kill a clown. You would think. You would think it would be not that hard to kill a clown. Um, um so the Trenzi brothers are driving with Mike in in the thing, but they don't believe it. As a matter of fact, one of them, I think it's Paul, says, if there's a bunch of clowns here trying to take over the world, then I'm Porky Pig. And then they come upon a, a clown parade of people, them carrying things. There's a big thing that they vacuum up all the, uh, the, the cotton candy pods into a thing as they're walking along. Um, and it's like a vacuum. No, yeah. At Wild. no point, at no point does... Does Paul then go, biddy, 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 that's all, folks. Uh, 
If you're going to do like a, um, if, then if, if I'm you're, if you're blank, do a, then I'm blank. And then you see the thing that says, if this is actually happening, then I'm blank. You have to pay off the joke. You have to pay off the, the joke. I don't understand what, um, so uh um, if it's that I'm a tree, that guy has to sprout leaves from his head. Like, yeah, exactly. that's just like that's the rules of um, the road. So now um Debbie is finally done in the shower. She's she has gotten fully dressed, and I mean fully dressed, several layers of clothes, shoes, leg warmers, new earrings, and new jewelry of every kind. She's got she's did up her hair really nice. She never left the bathroom to do any of this. She lives alone. Um, she doesn't actually have roommates. Um, it's got to be after midnight. Are you, what are you getting all, shouldn't Sounds you be bedding you. down for the night? Like putting on the cold cream, whatever. Um, so it turns out the popcorn is uh, killer clown larvae. And this is the one thing that I thought was, was scary. At least I did not expect it to be this. I thought they would be little tiny clowns. Like the, the the popcorn, I knew they were going to turn into clowns, but I thought right. they would come up with tiny clowns or maybe like baby sized clowns. Sure, I did not think they would be weird, grotesque jack in the box things with long, spindly necks and giant teeth, way bigger than the teeth on the adult clowns. So, are these the same creatures, or are they different creatures? And how long does it take the popcorn to sprout? Because the popcorn in the dumpster was instantaneous, and this popcorn took as she was in the shower for at least forty-five minutes. Like I don't understand what any of this is, but she gets attacked by uh, by weird jack-in-the-box type structure clowns, and um, and and then she fights them off with hairspray and a shower head, and she's able to win. You took my joke about the jack-in-the-box like structure. Oh, I'm sorry. But that's okay. Yeah, I feel like they're pretty easily defeated, like the clowns are. Yeah. Like if yeah, you put no. up any fight, they just no. kind of fold. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. She was um, able to fight off like a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she runs back into the house, and so um the we the clown out, outside there's a, there, it's like she hears Mike's voice knocking on the door. Debbie, Debbie, let me in. It's Mike. And then the, she opens the door as a clown, and the clown can mimic Mike's voice. That's never revisited. Ever. No, no, it is not. I don't understand why that clown knows that her boyfriend's name is Mike or knows what Mike sounds like. That's not. Yeah, like how does he know what Mike sounds like? Was weird. Yeah, that was yeah, whatever. But anyway, that she she touched the door, runs away, tries to jump out a window, but there's a bunch of clowns there with a very comically small trampoline to catch her, like they're actually in in a, in, a, in a circus. Um, and, uh, then she gets kidnapped by the clown, but turned into a balloon. Several people, it turns out, have been put in balloons and not cotton candy-fied. The movie never explains the difference or why certain people are chosen as a, like, is it just to hold them hostage? Because once you, once you get cotton candy-fied, you are dead. There is no coming back from it. You're gone. But if you're in a balloon, you are alive, I guess, for as long as your oxygen can hold out. I don't know what, why you're in, why Debbie got in a balloon and was not cotton candy fight, except for the plot of the film. Yeah, it does feel like maybe the people with leverage get to survive, like that they're 
Um, but like then, yeah, I just don't. I, I'm glad it was. I'm glad that I guess Debbie was not killed, but also what? Um, so then we see Mike and the Shredsy Brothers pull up to the house and and see the the guy. He can see that Debbie's in the balloon as he gets into his little clown car and speeds away. There's a high speed chase, and uh, Dave joins in from behind. Uh, but uh, Paul sees the cop with the with the lights on behind him and thinks it's a regular cop and thinks they're going to get pulled over and arrested. So he he stomps on the brake uh, and causes uh, Dave to rear end him, and which incapacitates Dave's car. So they all pile into the ice cream truck and they all go where if you were a clown, where would you go to hide the amusement park? And so they drive to the amusement park. So them all getting in the truck, huge swing and a miss. Like the ice cream thing never made sense from the beginning. They should have piled into a clown car. It should have been too many guys for the car. It was Mm -hmm. right there. Well, the clown car shows up next to a security guard and many clowns come out of the tiny clown car. And I did like this one. All of them, all the clowns are now holding pies. And the old security guard goes, what are you going to do with those pies, boys? Turns out what they're going to do is throw the pies. But here's the other fun. They all throw the pies at him. um, And they all throw the pies. And the first one just whiffs, misses him entirely. And at that point, cut, get some more pies, clean up officer, whatever his name is. The first one has to hit him smack in the face. Otherwise, it 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 doesn't have the same impact, like the thing. But the first one misses them. They never do a second take because they use all their pie budget in this one shot where they all throw pies at him. Pie um, and they all hit all the pies and he falls over. These are apparently acid pies. Yeah, they are. Um, okay. So what? why... Now, if these are acid pies, why don't the pies at the end of the film... Kill them. Yeah, no, I know. Kill them. I'm so angry. That was what I was watching. It. I was like, oh, Alex is not going to like this part. <laughs> the little tiny clown walks by and puts a cherry on top of the melted ice cream, melted security guard guy. Visuals are very good in this, I do have to say. Like, this mm-hmm. is another scene where, like, the visual is great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, the the... The, our heroes all come by and they see the El- melting ice cream security guard and there's a, a bone, a whole hand that is like melted all the flesh off of it. They, they get into the fun house uh, at actual, but they guess they've landed the secure, the, the, the big top UFO in a place where like you walk into an actual fun house, but out, out the fun house into the UFO. That's never really shown, but that's the only way any of this works. Um, Unless the whole amusement park has been the clown, the clown spaceship the whole time, but I, whatever. Um, so they walk in and they're doing all this speculation about what these are. Maybe these are ancient astronauts who came to our planet hundreds of years ago, and our idea of clowns just comes from them, which is a galaxy brain take. Um, and uh, then the the Prenzi brothers are like, uh, maybe their their son pooped out and they need a new place to live. Maybe they're just hungry, which turns out to be the actual the thing. Um, there's a lot of dry ice. There's a lot of dry ice in this, yeah. A lot, lot of low-hanging fog. There's a big red button. Everybody walks past it, except for Paul Terenzi, who pushes it, and it does nothing. It releases some steam, but doesn't actually do anything. Why is that know. there? They get to come to a door, and they all stop, but the Terenzi butters fall through this unseen hole. 
um, and they land in a ball pit. And there are two lady clowns, the only lady clowns in the entire film. Huge honkers. Huge, huge honkers. Not just not their nose, though, their boobs. Um, and then the the guy says, Are you Debbie's roommates? They're not Debbie's roommates because they're cl- they're they're clowns, they're killer clowns. They're not Debbie's roommates are not killer. Debbie has not been living with two t- killer clowns the entire time. Yeah, but Paul, who's even bothering are... to look at their faces, Alex, when they've got boobies like that? They never show them getting out of this situation. No. Ah, uh, the cotton candy factory is now much better stocked for Dave and uh, and Mike. They're trying to look around to see if they could find uh, Debbie among all the balloons. The uh, the fat clown comes in. There's one fat clown. He comes in. He uses a, a silly straw to pierce one of the cotton candy things, and then sucks up all the blood inside the cotton candy thing, uh, and then burps because uh, he's fat. Uh, Wait, and they leaves. Yep, and they leaves. So they're able to find Debbie, but they can't punch her out. So so Dave shoots the balloon, and she falls out. And from here on out, she's Dave's girlfriend's, not Mike's. The, 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 body, the movie never tells us this, but Dave treats her as though she is his property, and she lets him, and she and Mike very rarely touch the rest of the film. And it is a weird thing that they're like, oh, well, he's obviously the real hero. He's the one who's got the gun. He's the cop. She, Obviously, she should be with him, but they don't actually ever do anything. Listen, I'm I'm happy she's not with Mike, but I'm not happy she's with Dave. Yeah. You really take some time for you, Deb. Yeah, you just give need her to some be away. Be single please. for a while. Yeah, have a please. minute, Deb. Jesus. Um. So uh, they run away. Uh, shotgun. Dave brought a shotgun. Uh, that helps because it's a lot easier to hit the noses yes. on the clowns that are chasing them. Um. They, they, he runs, he runs out of bullets. Uh, another door as, uh, as Mike opens a door, there's a slightly smaller door and he goes another door and he opens that door. It's a slightly smaller door and he goes another door. And that goes on for eight doors. Why is this movie so bad? They finally go through the final door and they use the, the shotgun, which That's is out of bullets to, to block the, the door. Um, and uh, there, are, there are a lot of clowns in this room. Probably shouldn't have come in this room. There's too many. No, clowns there's a lot room. of clowns. So they, so they climb to the very top of this structure. It's a like a layer cake structure, layer cake in the box type structure. And <laughs> then the Trenzi brothers like drive in the side of the building, the room they're in, in their in their ice cream truck. They have kissy face marks all over. They have lipstick all over their faces. Heavily implied and, and they had sex with the lady clowns. They they had they had very because vi- all their 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 clothes are torn. They had yeah. very violent sex with the lady clowns, but the lady clowns got tired of them and said, "You can leave now." And this all happened in the span of, well, um, Bluetooth Coke Fightful. Um, so um, <laughs> th- so anyway, um, they they're telling the 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 clowns via a loudspeaker in the clown's mouth on top of the ice cream truck. Just go away. Leave him alone. And uh, then the clowns do that. But then there's a giant clown that comes out of the ceiling on marionette strings and, and sits on the top. Everyone's gotten into the truck. They're okay. But there's a giant clown. It's Clownzilla. This is actually one of the Kyoto brothers in a costume. I, I found that out. Um, he played Clownzilla. Um, and um, so... Uh, um, so Dave is gonna. Uh, so oh oh. Then they they run away and then and the, the, they're like, "Hey, Rich, Paul, 
Terenzi brothers, get out of the ice cream truck. And they say, we can't. It's rented. And so then Clownzilla comes over and smashes Jojo the clown on top of the ice cream truck and then beats up the truck and then throws the truck away. And the truck lands and explodes in a huge fireball. No one could have survived. R.I.P. the Terenzi brothers. Richard and Paul, you were not funny and you will not be missed. Um, yes. But they are definitely, 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 definitely dead. So then Dave is going to be a hero. Um and he's going to allow Mike and Debbie to run away. They somehow get out of this. They, there's a it's, who knows where, what what room they're in, but they are able to get out and run away down the boardwalk of this uh, amusement park. They run far, far away. Dave is trying with his six shooter to hit the world's largest clown nose, and it is standing still. And he he is a bad shot with his bad gun. shot. He runs out of bullets and cannot shoot the nose. Then a, a giant hand grabs him and picks him up. And he's like, I'm very close to this nose. I know what I will do. I will take out my uh, my badge off myself and use the pin from the badge to pop his nose like a balloon. And he does, and it works. And the clown explodes. Um, and he there he clown runs everyone. away, kind of. Um, there is an enormous explosion. It looks like the Death Star exploding up in the sky because the, the UFO has been starting to raise. So, so R.I.P. Officer Dave Hansen. Killed in the line of duty, he gave his life to save the lives of others, and there is no greater honor, no greater sacrifice than that. I'm just kidding. He's fine, and so are the Terenzi brothers. Of course um, Sure would have made Debbie's choice a lot easier if she had one of the two guys die at the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, so there, the 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 clown car falls out of the sky after the big explosion and lands and doesn't explode itself. Um, and Dave gets out, uh, and they're like, "Oh, it's Dave!" And he, he gets a huge hug from Debbie, um, and uh, and then he kind of hugs Mike, and then the Terenzi brothers—they're fine. And like, what happened? I saw you. I had the, the ice cream truck explode. Oh, it's okay. We hid in the freezer with all the ice cream. You know that freezer that is explosion proof. Yeah, of course. Um, and uh, they're fine, but they argue about whose idea it was to get girls via renting an ice cream truck that now they don't have. They have to buy the ice cream truck because it exploded. Um, so um, then. Everyone's laughing about the Terenzi Butters being so funny because, gosh, they're funny. And then um, Dave does this very long, protracted kiss of the head of Debbie while while inhaling her beautiful, freshly showered hair smell. Um, and and she just holding she's doing the thing where she's holding hands with him like this over like where they where they interlace the fingers and Mike's there like I'm also here and I started this night with a girlfriend and I don't have her anymore anyway <laughs> the Terenzi brothers and then they're like uh, they start it starts snowing glitter yes and like it's it's over right I mean it's got to be over right and then they all look up and they'll get hit in the face with pies. And um, and they don't die. They they don't die because the pie the pies that hit the security guard were acid pies, and these ones are regular pies. That's correct. And then they seem to be planning for a sequel. The sequel has been made, like there's been like started many times and never actually started like filming. Like, but they had like storyboards for it, and they wanted to make it and all this kind of stuff. They're making a video game. 
kill, that killer, makes sense. killer clowns from outer space video game. Um, Someone will do it. Next this, year. Is, this is like ripe for remakes equally type stuff. Like, cause there I, is a good movie in here. It just didn't get pulled out, but there's like a lot I, of fun yeah. elements to play off of. I hope the, I hope the, I hope the remake is good. I hope it's terrible. And we review it here on this show. Get the flick out of here. i I don't know that I've ever gotten the flick out of here so hard on on, um, on, on the movie. I'm keeping it just because it's a horror movie I can watch. <laughs> just that criteria alone keeps it in for me. Right. I can say because of this movie, I yep. watched a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Meet Norma says, this movie is why I'm afraid slash antagonistic towards clowns to this day. Happy Friday, buddies. I saw a lot of people saying that. That, like, this is what made them scared of clowns. Creeped out of clowns, yeah. Yeah. Um, Death, Mr. Death, uh, says, just waited, watching Alex so far makes me love that you hate it. Also love <laughs> that he called me Mr. Death. You are Mr. Death. You are. Um, and it says, Mr. Death also says, in all seriousness, thank you both for reviewing these movies, regardless of if you like them or not. Your videos bring me a lot of joy and make me love the bad oh. movies even more from your reactions. Well, great. Thank I'm glad you. we could do that for you. <laughs> I like that we bring people joy. That, for 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 sure. Yeah. Um, Keeping it in. I watched a horror movie. I'm a grown-up now. Uh, next week we're gonna have to do something where we tape it because I'm gonna be uh out of out of town and away from it. Uh, I'm gonna be on the road and driving when we normally do this. Um, but it will be uh Halloween themed, but it'll be a comedy. Uh, so Kate can definitely watch it. Um, and uh, I think is this the only time we've ever actually done like get it, get it, get it out and keep it in? Uh, 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 like a this is the first time we've ever done like the old uh, Cisco Liebert one thumbs up, one thumbs I've- down. I think, like, sincerely or without any caveats to it. Like, without being so. like, I, w- I would keep it out, but if you are X, Y, and Z, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, um, wow. yeah no, I'm keeping it. Wow. No, get get it get it out. Get it. Get it out. Get, this is a... This is a okay. All right, everybody. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Have a good weekend. Bye. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Click the subscribe button and find out what it means to me. Nah, that doesn't have a ring to it. But if you like videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, subscribe now.